The band mostly plays new plastic pipes and chanter and tunes to X. Okay. New member playing 1973 Blackwood pipes and chanter tunes to X minus 20. Okay. So they have an older chanter and it's really low in pitch. Assuming everyone is playing at the sweet spot for their pipes and reeds are new and all at the same level of difficulty. What can a new member do to bridge the gap besides get a new chanter? Okay, that, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, trying to tune low A to the band means that the high A is way out of tune. Amen. Absolutely true. Okay, so uh, start the clock. Okay, first thing, that they got to get a new chanter. Um, you know, there's a big, there's a big um, belief out there that a band should have all matching chanters. Okay. I don't believe that. I think you could have a band that sounds amazing with all mismatched chanters. However, they all have to be the same pitch, meaning, meaning when the reed is correctly balanced, like, you know, generally speaking, the low A and the high A are playing the same pitch and they're in tune with each other. Uh, they need to be in tune. So what you would find is if you took a G1 chanter that was made in the last three years and a G1 chanter that was made in the last three years and a shepherd chanter that was made in the last three years and whatever other chanters, Colin Kyo and stuff like that, I think you would probably find you could tune all those chanters that were made in the last three years to sound really, really nice together. Okay, so you don't need to have perfectly matching chanters to sound really good. However, uh, in this case, the 1973 Channer guy has got to buy a new Channer. Yeah. Or the band can buy one for him. Like, you know, uh, I think most bands eventually end up biting the bullet and buy Chanters that belong to the band so that when new people come along, they can have a matching one. Right. Uh, but that's the bottom line. There's no way to fix that problem. Certainly not from 1973. You know, if it was from 2003, you might be able to drill out the bottom to get, you know, get a 2003 channer to come up. But again, you don't want to carve a channer to a million pieces, right? Uh, so just, um, yeah, so just get a new channer. Piece yeah. of cake. Now, meanwhile, the other thing that really bothers me is assume everyone is playing at the sweet spot for their pipes. You can never assume that. Uh, I, play, I play in what's currently the world's best band, and I can tell you not everyone in our band plays perfectly at the sweet spot. So never, never assume that. That bugs me. You know, that's something we all need to continuously work on. Uh, and, you know, we never assume that we're, don't get me wrong. I mean, everyone in our band sounds great when they play. But to be perfectly at the sweet spot as an assumption is always a big mistake. That's the only other thing I wanted to add in. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo, and I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening. <laughs>